0: draws a lot of different things for me. He's got his room covered in drawings and keep these. I've got the originals. I'm keeping the originals. But Jack draws me a lot of things sometimes and I don't always understand exactly what's in the picture. When you see a little child's drawing, sometimes we don't understand exactly what's in the picture, even though we're proud of them and they do a good job. And my goodness, I love it when he does artwork. We're proud of this. When he draws it, and I'm proud of it, and I look at it, and I can maybe understand what's going on, I like to ask him, what's in the picture? And he explains to me. And then it becomes very clear, because Jack does a phenomenal job in explaining what's in his picture. Now, I started thinking about how we as Christians portray certain things to other people. Now, I think that if I asked anybody in here to draw me what you thought Jesus was, I don't know if y'all could do a better job than Jack. I, I, Jesus up in the clouds. I mean, what a better thought than that? Uh, what a better thought than he's up in the clouds, he's watching over us. I even asked him about what he was wearing. He said he's wearing a white garment. He's wearing a white a robe, I think he said, maybe or something like that. So he's got on that white robe, and he said, yeah. He said, the only difference is, is the, uh, the angels, they got the halos, and Jesus, he don't have that. He's just Jesus standing there with the white robe. And I said, that's, that's interesting. I said, that's a pretty good point, Jack. Now, I think beyond anything that we could possibly think of with these drawings. And I, I told him to just draw whatever he wanted to, and, you know, two of them are comical you know, we we may have to ask to get the whole, the whole picture. And I told him to draw what Jesus was to him or what Jesus would look like or a symbolism of Jesus. Uh, but I would like to think of it today as something so simple as a picture and something so simple as portraying the gospel. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is very simple. Uh, so many times we make it difficult to explain. In fact, so many times... Uh, when we try to think about what is a Christian, a lot of y'all probably couldn't put that into words sometimes. We couldn't exactly say what it's like to be a Christian. If we were told to draw a picture, would we be able to draw a picture and hand it to somebody and they would know by looking at that picture, that's a Christian. That's what that means. We would be able to stop at any moment and say, I can tell you exactly what being a Christian, what being saved feels like. A lot of us can't. I I have a difficult time putting that into words of knowing that I am saved, I have been washed, uh, my blood, my my sins have been washed away, my blood has been clean, I I am holy because of a holy man that was hung on a cross. That is so hard to portray, so hard to explain. So my question is, this morning we're going to look at how do we show... Christianity to others and do it effectively. Do it in a way they can understand it. My little boy, he draws all kinds of stuff. He'll draw up makeup stuff, okay? And put it on paper. I don't know what I'm looking at. And so many times, when sometimes when we're explaining Jesus Christ to somebody, we're explaining church, we're explaining salvation, the one on the other end does not understand what you're saying. <laughs> the one on the other side does not fully grasp what's going on. Just as these drawings, sometimes we don't fully grasp it until we're told what's on the picture. Well, he does such a good job explaining it. We have to have enough understanding about our faith. We have to have enough understanding that we can effectively share the gospel to everybody. We have to ask can they understand it? What kind of picture am I trying to portray to people? Is there a simpler way to show somebody how to be saved. And I think beyond anything, our job as Christians today is to make sure that people know who Jesus is, what He has done, and how to get to the point that we've accepted His grace. That's our job, okay? If there's any other point of the church, it is to grow the kingdom of God. It is to see people turn their lives over. So today, and this message is very simplistic and most of you know these pieces of Scripture, but I'm going to go through them anyway, just to look at them, to help you understand clearly, without having to guess, how to receive salvation and why you need it. So, if you turn with me quickly, we'll, t- we'll start with a piece of Scripture in Psalm, and I'll ask you to stand when you get to Psalm 119, 130. That's where we'll start uh, with the Scripture this morning. Psalm 119, 130, then we'll jump and change gears and it change into something completely different, but it follows this thought. Psalm one nineteen one thirty. when you get to that, if you can, uh, please stand and pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Psalm one nineteen one thirty. the Word of God says this. It says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. I thank you for the, the peace, the comfort, the understanding, the joy. Lord, I pray that you just continue to watch over these uh, these members, Lord, this community, the, the world over, Lord. Just, uh, I pray that you'll help to open our ears. Lord, Father, have our hearts receptive this morning, and I pray that you'll hide us behind the cross, that you'll use us as a willing vessel. Bless this church. Lord, I, I pray for that special prayer over the ones that may be here this morning, that's lost and undone. I pray that they don't leave this morning before coming to know you. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life and what you continue to do. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. So the thought being this morning is uh, the gospel is simple. Uh, The gospel is simple. It is very straight. It is something that uh, we may not be able to draw. We may not at this point be able to explain it, but I hope that uh, you have a very basic understanding of what salvation is before we leave this place. Now, I trust and I hope and pray that everybody here is saved, but I do not know anybody's hearts. I don't know anybody's lives. But you know what your relationship is with Jesus Christ this morning. And I'd like to think that with Psalms 119, 130, the very simple understanding is the entrance of thy words giveth light. Praise the Lord. The Word of God shows us where to go. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Light shows you how to get places. The sun uh, gives us light to walk around this whole world. A uh, Headlights on the car shows you how to get down the highway. Uh, the word of God is that lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Uh, the entrance of thy words giveth light. Uh, the word this morning, the scripture, is what is going to show us how to get through life. And it says it giveth understanding unto the simple. And I really like that because guess what? Uh, uh, you preacher this morning, I'm a simple guy. I, I like straightforward, simple, simplistic things. Uh, I like line drawings with a pen from my little old uh, six-year-old boy because of simplistic nature of what's going on. Uh, I like a simple gospel. Uh, I don't like 400 steps on how to be saved. Uh, I, I don't like a whole bunch of rigmarole. I don't like this and this certificate and this baptism. and this. I like a simple 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 way to understand salvation. And it is simple to understand salvation this morning. A simpler way to understand salvation is to look at the Roman road. And we're not going to hit the whole Roman road. There's a lot of parts to the Roman road to salvation. But I'm going to hit the four big ones. The four big ones is really the big stepping stones that matter to me. And if you want to look with me, and if you want to mark your Bible, if you want to understand how to explain salvation, or if you do not know. You're going to be able to mark it, understand it this morning. And I hope most of you do know it. Most of you do understand it, but we gotta preach that. That's the basis of our gospel. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Most of you can probably quote that from heart if you know it. But for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we want to understand a basic part of salvation, you have to start with Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fell short. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now what does that mean uh, for us today? There's nobody in this church house this morning that has reached the peakness where you have got perfection with you and Christ. I'll go ahead and tell you that we've all sinned, uh, as this scripture has told us, uh, and we have all fell short. Uh, You don't have to think that you have fallen further. Or you have fallen, or fall less. uh, You need to understand that you have fallen. It doesn't matter how hard you've fallen, or how soft you've fallen, or or how good you've done in your life. uh, uh, But to realize this morning that you are a sinner, you have a problem. Uh, Most people, uh, I guarantee you, when we grow up at a certain time, we think we can whoop the world. We we think we've got everything beat. Uh, I I thought that certain times in my life that I I had certain things beat. I I had enough money. I I had enough this. I had enough uh, love. I had enough family uh, to get me through certain things in my life. I had enough friends uh, that I could do that. But I, I found out very quickly I did not have enough of Jesus Christ in my life. Now, I got blessed and I was saved at 15 years old. And I've got to live for 18 years uh, as a Christian uh, and 15 years as a lost person before. I I have been headed straight to heaven uh, longer than I was headed straight to hell, praise the Lord. And that's enough for me to rejoice and understand. uh, I have defeated death, hell, and the grave because of Jesus Christ, uh, because I have believed on Him. But before that, I was a sinful person, and I still am. But I realized that I had fell short, and I had... Entered into sin. I had sin in my life. Now I don't believe that anybody here can say that I don't have sin. Paul even teaches that you are completely fooled if you don't understand that you have sin in your life. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The next step in the Roman road, you have to realize that you are a sinner. That's the first step, praise the Lord. You are a sinner The next thing is Romans 6.23. And the Word of God says this. For the wages of sin is, is what? Is death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The second step... From the first step, knowing that we are a sinner, that we have fallen, that we have made mistakes, that we are not acceptable to Jesus Christ anymore because of our sinful nature, we then have to realize that because of our sin, we are condemned to die, that we are condemned to go to hell, we are condemned to those horrible things, but praise God at the end of 6.23, but the gift of God is eternal life through who? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. We can attain eternal life, a, a perfection, a home in heaven, a, a presence with the holy angels through Jesus Christ. So you may be a sinner, you may have made mistakes, and we, we all know that we have. And if you're not saved today, I want you to know something. You can receive the eternal life promised through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that is the only way. there is through no other name. There is through a, no other writing, certificate, a, a baptism, there is no other way, but through Jesus Christ, our Lord." In Romans five, verse eight, it says this, "But God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." The first step in the Roman road is you need to realize that you are a sinner. You have fallen. You have made mistakes. The second step is to realize that that sin is going to send you straight to hell. You're going to have eternal death. You're going to have separation from God. You're going to have to live in an eternal flame of torment. But the next step is to realize that it's through Jesus Christ and even though that we turned our back against Him, Christ died for us. He died for us. He was crucified on a cross for us. We have a beautiful hillside. As you leave today, look up on the hillside and look at those crosses and think about our Jesus Christ. Think about our Savior, what He went through, the the beatings, the persecutions, the the twelve disciples that deserted Him and left Him, uh, uh, laying Him in a tomb for so many days. and uh, Praise the Lord, His resurrection. But what He went through. We deserve that punishment. The Roman road shows us that we are sinners, that we deserve to go to hell, but praise the Lord, we have a way. We have a way this morning. You don't have to go to hell. God commanded His love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died. We were not worthy to be saved. You are not worthy. And nothing you've done is worthy enough to have Christ die for you, but He did it because He loved you. Romans 10.9 tells us how to be saved. Romans 10.9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in the heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can even jump over four more, four more verses and go to verse 13. You'll also see, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved saved. It wasn't very long ago we preached a very long message with a whole lot of scripture that tells us that belief that faith that accepting him is a heart thing it is a mind thing you have to call upon the Lord and believe in him there's no six step program uh, there's no piece of paper I can give you big enough uh, I can't put it in a box today it's up to you to accept Jesus Christ it's up to us uh, to make the decision that says yes uh, I know that I have sinned uh, I know that there's no way out uh, I know that there is one that died for me, and praise the Lord, I believe in Him. Four basic steps. Now, I'm not laying out steps you have to complete today. These all happen at one time, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, This can all happen at one moment. You can decide right now if you're lost, uh, if you've been uh, uh, backslidden, if you've whatever, if you need Jesus today, if you need to get closer to Him, uh, uh, call upon His name and believe. The church today, sometimes we, man, we make it gray and smoky and hard to understand. Uh, we paint a picture that has all these steps and we don't know what's going on. We can go back to Scripture and understand the simplicity. We make it so hard sometimes, or we don't make it so hard, we just don't understand it. We don't have a way. We, we have cousins, we have uncles, we have whatever that need Jesus Christ, uh, but so many of us can't go to them and tell them how to receive the gospel. Hey, there's four verses there. If you mark them, I think you can get through it. <laughs> okay? I don't think I'm some sort of a, a great teacher, a great philosopher, a great understanding, but these four verses in Romans, if you mark them and understand them, I believe you can show anybody how to be saved. It is so simple that even I think Jack at six years old can understand this. I do. I I believe that he can understand. I believe anybody in here can understand the simplistic nature of the gospel. We make it so hard. You make it so difficult. If you are lost today, realize that you're a sinner. Realize there's nothing you can do. Realize that there's somebody that came and lived a life and loved you enough to do it. And all you have to do is trust in him. That's so simple. Four verses to help us understand the simplistic nature of the gospel of Jesus. I hope and I pray that nobody presents the gospel like this. I love my little old boy. It's hard to understand. I hope that when somebody asks you how must I be saved, you tell them. You don't say call the preacher. It don't work. You don't say, come to church. It's not in there. It's not in the gospel. You don't show them things that leaves them questioning. So many times we say this is how you're saved. That's it. And people look at that. They have to think about it. They have to it's so simple how to be saved. You, we, we've all fallen short. We all need a savior. I'm glad that I made the decision 18 years ago to accept Christ into my life. And I believe if you're saved today, you can re- I don't remember that exact date. I wrote it down in a little old Bible because I done told my story. It was Gideon Sunday and he gave me a Gideon Bible when I accepted Christ going out the back door of the church. He had me write a date down in that Bible. and I still got that Bible. Still got the, I, I got the date, but I don't think about that date. I don't worry about that stuff. But I remember the day that I was saved. I remember when I passed from death unto life. I remember when I, I entered into a Christian brotherhood and sisterhood. I, I remember when, I, when my soul was saved. Yeah, it was that special to me. It was better than anything I've ever done in my life. And I got married and I've had children and I've had great friends and i had great relationships, great cookouts. But none of that stuff gets close to the day that I got saved. None of that stuff gets close to the day that I realize that Jesus Christ is my Lord. None of it was as close as when that, in Romans 10:9, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's that simple. It was that simple that day on that porch of that church. If you're saved this morning, you can say, yeah, it was simple. It was so simple. You don't have to run any longer. You don't have to think that you're saved. You don't have to question anything. You just trust in the Lord. I can trust in a lot of things, but I've never had anything I've trusted in like I do the Lord. Amen. He's never let me down. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's always been with me, even through uh, dumb car wrecks, even through uh, bad things that I've done, even through the mistakes that I've made. He's always been there, and He's here this morning. You know, I've always said that when I go into church, I don't worry about nobody else bringing, them, bringing uh, Jesus in with them. I'm going to bring Him with me. I hope that you have brought the Lord with you if you're saved this morning. And if you're not saved, I want you to know He's here. He's everywhere. He's always with you. As they get a verse or some song ready, that's how we're dismissed this morning. I hope and pray that each and everybody here can honestly say that I have been saved. Can honestly say beyond the shadow of a doubt that I understand that I was a sinner. I understand how to be saved. I know that Jesus died for me and there's no other way to receive it other than belief in Him. Other than trust in Jesus Christ. And that's about as simple as the Gospel gets. That's about as simple as Jesus gets. I want you to know He loves you. And He loves you enough that He died for you. He died for you so you don't have to go to hell. He died for you to show you that love to will grab you up in His arms. I'm excited for that day that I get up in heaven and I get to throw my crown at His feet because I'm not worthy of that old crown. I'm not worthy of that robe of white because Jesus paid it all. As we stand, what page you got?